Hi, this is Eddie Mann, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website, and uh, just go there, pop your name and email in, and uh, never miss an episode. We've got about two interviews coming out every week now, and a full-blown music podcast with my uh, lovely and talented co-host, Miss Katie Simone. Uh, that is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, for all your um, independent music needs, you definitely want to check that out. Um, I'd like to thank my sponsor, my longtime and long-suffering sponsor, Positively, Pittsburgh Live Magazine, uh, Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. Uh, it's a great place to listen and watch and download uh, uh, audio and video from the uh, uh, that is created by the members of the community. It's a great community of uh, different people with a lot of different businesses, um, providing amazing content on all kinds of different subjects. It's a very cool place. Uh, you might want to even start your own magazine page there where you can do things like uh, upload your own videos and your own podcast like this one. That is Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. You want to check it out. <clears throat> now, I have Eddie Mann with us today. Eddie Mann is a musician, songwriter, worship leader, uh, teacher, speaker, coach, husband. He's like a jack of all trades. Probably he's very good at all of them. So I know he's a fantastic musician and songwriter. So listen to some, some of his music. Now, whether you know him as one or more of these people, you know his heart, and you know his love for life. Uh, you know, his past has been uh, playful and colorful at times, but it's also been a constant uh, uh, in his vision. Um, it's always been a vision of hope, peace, and understanding through the eyes of a loving heart. Uh, uh, Eddie, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hi, Lou. Joy to be uh, here. Great to have you, man. Um so why don't we get like a little bit, I mean, I could sit here and read your whole bio, but why don't we like uh, take a step back here and why don't you kind of give us the sort of Reader's Digest uh, version about uh, how you got, because this is the Rock and Roll Circus, about how you got involved uh, uh, with music in the first place. I was uh, I was one of those kids who was struck in high school uh, with the bug. Um, and, uh, you know, like most guys, I was doing it to get girls. You know, you know, you get all the, you're honest about it. You know, I just wanted to be up in front and play, swing the guitar around and get girls. And I was going to be a great guitar slinger. And uh, it, it wasn't until the, it wasn't until I had gotten into college and I was actually in college uh, for business. And uh, after my second year, I realized that uh, I needed to get out on the road. I needed to be a musician. I needed to live that life to get it out of my system. Um, and uh, I realized at that point, that it wasn't, I love the guitar, I love the instrument, but what got me out of bed every day was the creative process of writing music and writing songs. And, uh, so it all kind of came to a point uh, very quickly. And uh, I uh, I spent a good 10, 15 years uh, traveling um, as a full-time musician. And when I met my wife, I kind of wanted my kids to to know what I look like. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I made a I made a conscious effort of trying to find something else in my life that I had a passion for because uh, you know you're in you're in you're in college now and you want to go out and play and travel and you don't anticipate you're not thinking it really thinking too far ahead at least I wasn't I really wasn't focused on where I was going to be later in life and I found myself later in life without a passion for anything else and uh, fortunately for me I had a friend that was 
uh, he was going out on the road for a summer, short summer tour and asked me to take on his, his uh, students at a little conservatory uh, okay. in New Jersey. And uh, I did that and I loved it. And uh, by the end of that, by the end of that summer, um, I had, uh, I had, was going back to school kind of part time and, and, and to get a teaching degree. I wanted to teach. So I actually spent a, a small window of time when, when my children were very small, um, uh, just teaching full time. I actually put the guitar down for four or five years, and I just really wanted to be a dad. I was ready. I was really ready to be a dad and and and, and enjoy that life. And uh, on the other side of it, you know, as 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 life would have it, you know, the passion was still there, the love was still there, and uh, slowly but surely, I picked it back up and and found myself right back in the thick of it again. <laughs> back into the thing when you first started getting into music what uh what uh artists uh inspired you well when i first well when i first picked it up you know i was you know being a guitarist thing you're looking at eric clapton and jeff beck and mm-hmm. and uh, the forerunners of the guitar you know um and uh you know as as it moved on and as as i realized what the draw was for me i had to actually go back I, I tried to go back and and, and uh, look at the rock poets, so to speak, to okay. uh, to to kind of educate myself. It was my own way of educating myself as to to uh, rock lyrics and the origins of them, and um, and to try to really uh, dissect the difference between uh, maybe a Bob Dylan approach to it. So not necessarily his approach to it. Trying to find out where where we where was it coming from um, to to uh, maybe Paul Simon, you know, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan. I would go through all these different uh, mm-hmm. guys that, that really wrote uh, from a different point of view musically and uh, lyrically. You know, some of them were much more schooled lyrically. You can't get any simpler than Dylan was in the beginning, um, at least from a musical standpoint. So I kind of did a little, I kind of schooled myself in, in, in composing that way. Uh, and I was brought up, well, I was brought up in a home that had, uh, more bebop jazz playing than anything else. My father was a pianist, had a quintet that played. and uh, So I always had music in the house and had a fairly wide variety of music. So um, when it came time to compose and start to write, you know, all that stuff kind of comes out. It's part of the fabric of who you are. So it's going to come out one way or another when you start, sit down to start to write. Um, when you... Um, um, so you, so you, you were kind of, you took a break so to speak, like a long break and, you know, be, to, to like kind of be close with your kids, to be a, to be a school teacher. Um, so you get back into music, all right? And what what do you start doing? Now, now are you, now this is, is this, at this point, have you, have you started getting into Christian music or, or not? I, when I first came back, uh, it wasn't a concerted effort to do that. Um, I was actually... Uh, truth be told, I was I was sitting in a teacher's lounge <laughs> in Southwest Philadelphia at a at a uh, Roman Catholic school, and uh, I was not a baptized Roman Catholic. So when they would have uh, mass, I really wasn't invited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was like a free time for me. Um, and uh, at this, so what I did was I would I was in this lounge this day, and I I wrote a song. I just wrote a song that day, and I had this little, you know, it, I just had this little moment where it just was, man, this I ought to be doing this. And I, 
it, it was it was that simple. It yeah. really was that simple. And so I started. Uh, I had a trio I was working with at the time, and uh, you know they were they were believers like myself. And we started to I, I started to write more in that vein. And uh, little did I know uh, a, a church in the, in the Huntington Valley, or Montgomery County, right out of Philadelphia. Uh, it was an assistant pastor that had had an album of mine. Just loved the writing, loved the heart behind it, and uh, he asked me to come in and uh, become a worship leader at their church at a time when that that title really didn't have a description yet. There was now, no real job. Put, put us put us <laughs> put us in place and time. You're like, uh, where about what era is this? Is this seventies, eighties? What is this? This is two thousand. Oh, this is two thousand. Okay. Yeah, this is this is two thousand now, and um. It's just kind of coming about. There's this massive change in, in music in churches, and churches are all dying, and they're trying to figure out how to get the younger, you know, the, the new families and, and uh, to come out. And um, I had free reign. I just this guy gave me free reign to to create a service um, <clears throat> that would, excuse me, reach you know young families. And uh, it was a really cool experience. You know, a lot of the things I did in my life were. Um, on the backside, kind of coming down the mountain at the end. The first uh, real band I played in was a guy named uh, Billy Harner, who had a couple hit singles in, man, way back when. By the time I played with them, you know, half the time I couldn't understand a word he was saying. He was shy. <laughs> now, uh, when so you I, were playing with him, were you like a, like kind of a side man? Were you playing guitar primarily? And is that what you were doing? Is like a sort of a Yeah, it was my first music. road gig. It was my back first that road was your gig. First I was just, okay. Yeah, I was just kind of a guitar. I mean, out of out of you know beyond beyond the local high school friend band. Yeah. Um, this was a paid road gig, and um, I got a call one night, and the band was going. Actually, the band was going up to Boston, someplace to play in Massachusetts, right around Boston, and uh, he had just fired a reed player, and I got this call. Would you come up and and play play guitar in a band? I said, Well, you know, you, know, you work out the details, you work out the finances. I said, Yeah, and uh, when I got there, they said, Well. The new guy in the band always had a road, always had a uh, um, ride with Billy, and room with Billy. <laughs> uh oh. Little little did I know what a harsh that was. No, oh and it my. I, I don't want to paint Billy as a bad guy. Billy was outstanding, friendly, and warm-hearted guy who was just on the other side and and really had a. He, he would admit himself, I'm sure, at this point, he had a a, a bad battle with some drugs. With some okay. drugs and, um, so, but this is a young kid coming in, you know, so I learned a lot about what I didn't want to do in my life. <laughs> okay, um, I gotcha. yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. You know, I, I wanted to be somebody that was, uh, I, I'll just say a different person. <laughs> so so uh, I got you. So, so what, so when did you start making records? Oh, I'm going to say I had a, I had a little run in, uh, I, I think the late, early 90s or late 80s um, mm-hmm. in Philly with a band, um, just a popular local band here that did a couple things together. But I really, in, in 2000 was the first time that I, 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 I formally kind of did my project, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, hired, my, hired my guys on, did things my way. Um, and uh, I followed that up in 2002 with the release. And uh, what happened was, Right around the release of the 2002 is when I got the call from. Right after that, I got the call from this church, and uh, took on a full-time position 
there as I was still teaching full time. Um, I don't know how I did what I did, but I, I was playing a lot, but I wasn't playing out. So there was a gap between 2002 and maybe 2006. Um, and uh, by the time, you know, 2006 came, it was time to kind of spread my wings a little bit. I was getting itchy to get out and play and travel and, and work with some different people. And I had been writing a lot for the church at that point. So I actually had uh, the next three or four albums I did were really more almost worship type albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I found myself about a year and a half ago, I, had, I was just writing from a different place. I really wanted to get back into into secular rooms, into the marketplace. And I wanted to write these, I had all these songs built up, which was which ended up being the Dig Love album. And uh, those songs were not worship songs at all by any stretch of imagination. Um, they're all songs with a positive theme because uh, I think I was just looking at the state of the world at that point. Um, and I wasn't someone who was going to write about the negativity that was in the world. I was going to try to, you know, just be the optimist, you know, on the other side, try to find, you know, where is the love in this world? Yeah. You know, when did we, when did we, how did we stray so far away from that, that, you know, we, we focus in on the one thing we don't have in common and forget about all the stuff that we do have in common. We'd yeah. rather argue and focus and let that separate us. So, uh, it was a real natural thing. It wasn't uh, something that I specifically wrote down and said, I'm going to do this next. I feel like it wasn't, it was just very natural, just a kind of a seasonal I'm, change and who I was and how I was writing. So this was 2014. Now you've got a new album coming out called the consequence, right? Right. Right. And, um, and is this, is this track that we're going to listen to uh, you, you make me feel, is that on the consequence? No, that's a single that's out right now from, uh, from big love. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, the consequence, um, the consequence was just pushed back. I, I initially had that set, uh, that was set for release uh, this late this summer, and um, in the process of, I, I still, I still perform so many in so many different types of venues. Um, I found myself. I had three albums that had sold out. I had no hard copies left, uh, and they were worship CDs. And uh, what happened, long story short, rather than replacing all three, and I had, you know, because the worship songs, I, 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 I can't use the terminology hits. <laughs> yeah. My greatest hits, you know. But I chose the songs that were the most engaging, the ones that people asked for the most, the ones they enjoyed hear, mm-hmm. hearing and participating in, and, and kind of made a, collab- a collection of those. And I'm releasing that uh, probably in September. Um, and then what I'll do is uh, I just pushed uh, the consequence back to uh, November. Okay, we're going to come back and talk about uh, some more about um, the upcoming record and uh, this. But let's go ahead. Let's give the, uh, the kids at home a, a taste. Um, this is from uh, your 2014 release, Dig Love. Uh, you, you make me feel on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> 